0: Listener production. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of That's Enough Already with me, Ursula Carlson, and this week we have a very special treat for you in the form of Jimmy Carr. And he is in the back of a car because I got him just as he was leaving a gig. So it was like 2 o'clock in the morning in the UK, the commitment, um, and, you know, it's late, it's after a show. Um, It wasn't that late or after a show for me, but we had a great time. Some swearing, you know, but what the fuck do you expect? So. Just a quick plug here. Jimmy Carr is bringing his tour, terribly funny, and he's going to tour around Australia and New Zealand at the beginning of next year. It kicks off in Melbourne on the 17th of February. You can get details on his website. You can Google it. You'll find it. It's exactly the same time that I will be in the UK with my tour. It's personal. So I don't know. We'll probably discuss a bit of a house swap for it. Who knows? We agreed on a lot of things and how I look, just like Charlize Theron, uh, for instance monster. Um we stood with the whole Chris Rock will Smith thing. Uh, he was even there when Dave Chappelle got tackled. I'm not saying it was him, but we talk about it. There's a lot of stuff in here that is very funny. Enjoy. Shh. That's quite
1: enough. Oh, just just shut your mouth. I don't oh, give oh, a so This should be fun. I'm the back of a car, so obviously I look like I'm calling from a haunted house. Yeah, I look yeah. like a cabin in the woods. What? Well, you stand in the corner. We could do this, right? This might just work. You never know.
0: Yeah, I reckon it will. You're you're on your way back from a gig, obviously, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. Or it's an elaborate cover for a crime I've committed. We may never know. No, I had a show tonight in Scarborough yeah. and uh, driving home to London. So, you know, it's like a four and a half hour drive, which is... Pretty long for the UK, but obviously Australians go, oh, you mean a commute? The size of your country is stupid. It's it's stupid. Things are too far away. It doesn't make sense. It's not the right size for humans. No. You're clinging to the edge of it, going, don't go in, you'll get lost.
0: Yeah, but that's why, like, in Australia a few years ago, they had all these bumper stickers printed that said, we're full. And I thought, like, fuck you are. The whole middle bit is empty.
1: Listen, I don't want to be a dick about it, but you weren't the first there.
0: <laughs> yeah, hi. Hey, I'm from South Africa. I'm as foreign as they come.
1: Where are you from in South Africa? Well, I know South Africa pretty well. I can say things like "your marsupus."
0: Oh yeah, so you were taught by Christians over there, obviously. <laughs> For people playing the home game, "your masapus means your mother's cunt. Yeah. Oh, I'm from Benoni. Benoni. Yeah.
1: Wow. I mean, that
0: sounds I as mean- shit as it is.
1: That's, yeah, that's maybe worse than it is. Where's that, outside Joburg?
0: Yeah, it's just outside, like, half an hour east of Johannesburg. It's the same place that Charlize Theron is from. Uh,
1: and that is where the similarity ends.
0: <laughs> uh, I could have been her twin in Monster.
1: <laughs> hey.
0: Or at least been her love interest.
1: <laughs> I always think that's such a fucking annoying thing I mean she's obviously she's an amazing actress and that role in Monster was amazing but I, that thing at the time of like everyone going oh god that was so brave that was so brave yeah like, what the fuck? she only had to do that for six weeks some people have to live like that
0: yeah, yeah exactly exactly I mean that's like if that is what bravery is so that's what going without makeup and brushing your hair I can do that. Yeah. I'm as brave as they come.
1: My, my God, I can see it now. Forget <laughs> firefighters, look at you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, let me ask you something. You know that Chris Rock, Will Smith thing, right? Because you're on tour. Yeah. Um, you're like one of the most prolific touring comics in the history of touring comics, right? When you saw that, when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, what was your initial
1: thought? He's uh, Will Smith has rung the dinner bell for crazy people. Yeah. I was with then, like four weeks later, I was with Dave Chappelle on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, we, uh, you know, he played the Hollywood Bowl and a bunch of us, including Chris Rock, were on the bill with him. Yeah. And we were on the side of the stage waiting to go on for kind of the encore uh, bit and a guy attacked Dave Chappelle yeah. with, a, with a knife. And it was, it was crazy to be around. I mean, here's my hot take on the Chris Rock, Will Smith thing. Will Smith deserved that Oscar. Because that's the greatest piece of acting we've ever seen. He pretended to be a nice guy for 30 fucking years. Yeah. And it turns out he ain't. Yeah. So take the Oscar. Good luck with it. Yeah. Uh, Chris Rock, for my money, maybe the best comic working. Maybe 100%. the best comic ever. I mean, he's extraordinary. Yeah. And uh, Will Smith has, you know, it's it was a home game for Will Smith because it was the Oscars, right? Yeah. So he's at the Oscars. That's that's clearly that's his crowd. But... The response was just—it's crazy. They gave him a standing ovation.
2: Yeah. He didn't
1: apologize properly. Yeah, I mean, he knows he fucked up. Apologize to to Chris Rock. Yeah, it's easy. It's yeah. like the old joke. There's a great old joke of the uh, a guy goes for a job interview, and they say, "What's your greatest weakness?" Yeah, and the guy says, "Honesty. Yeah. I'm just too honest." And the guy doing the interview goes, "I don't you think you can really call honesty a weakness." Yeah. And the guy says, "I don't give a fuck what you think." <laughs> I just I love too much and when you love someone too much sometimes you hit a man making a joke for no reason yeah. like a, and make a total cunt of yourself yeah okay
0: yeah
1: okay great apology well done
0: have you ever been smacked on stage or someone threatened to do it
1: no but I should have been <laughs> I've, said <laughs> some, I've said some pretty sketchy things um no it's 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 never come to that and I, I guess maybe social media will bleed out into the real world it feels like You know, social media is a prison riot.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, You know, Twitter is is a proper prison riot that's going on because, you know, people, it's lost. One of the great things about, you know, people is we are who we are when nobody's watching. But most of the time someone else is watching. Yeah. So we're not, we're well behaved because we're aware we're social creatures and people behave a certain way in the theatre because they know they have to behave a certain way. If we lose those rules, what are we even doing? We're losing society.
0: I'm sure you would get this all the time, because you know, because you've got your mouth, I've got my mouth. Are you scared of being cancelled?
1: No, I've been cancelled several times. I can tell you it's okay. It's a bad week, I won't lie to you. It's a really, it's a horrible week because clearly some people are very upset. They've taken a joke often out of context. You're not speaking to your audience. You're speaking to other people that have been offended. But there's no, there's a great line. There's a book called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. And it's about... Not famous people, but regular people being cancelled for something they said online or something they, you know, said misreported. And you're like, I'd apologise, but who would listen?
2: Yeah.
1: Apologise. You, you can apologise all day long. You you can't you can't apologise or change your act in order to please people that weren't at the show.
2: Yeah.
1: The people at the show thought it was funny. They liked it. Yeah. You weren't at the show, so I guess it wasn't for you. Yeah. Ah.
0: Yeah, because there is that point, and I think people don't understand. It's, it's like when you're at a sports event and everyone's whipped up and you're screaming at stuff that you would not scream for at home. But when you're on stage and you're sort of taking the audience on that ride, and I think you're, you are the best at this, in my opinion, where um, you take people down a rabbit hole of something, like you'll say something, and the audience immediately go, I don't know, and you go, come now, and then you take them through
1: it. Uh, listen, if we, if we want to use fancy words, and I always do, it's yeah. cognitive dissonance. You can have two thoughts at the same time. You can laugh at something and yeah. find it really funny and be shocked. And the interesting thing about people is laughter always comes first. In a room of a thousand people, you're totally yourself when you laugh yeah. because it, it cuts to the core of you and your sense of humor is kind of who you are. And then your social conscience kicks in and goes, oh, should we have laughed at that though? Yeah. Are those, you know, oh, is that, is that bad? And then you guys, too late now, we're already laughing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've gone there. That's why I always say to people, I think the best first date with anyone is to take them to a comedy club, just a normal comedy club, so you can see the variety of things that they laugh at, because that's what you can, can build a relationship on.
1: Uh, listen, what we chatted about earlier, the Will Smith thing, Will Smith laughed at that joke initially. Yeah. And then he changed his mind yeah. when he saw his missus' face. Yeah. So that's um. If she can't take a joke about alopecia, that's hair loss. i could do one-liners all day long you know i can yeah um i think maybe there should be a dating app based on comedy shows like it should be a first date thing to do to come and see a live show there's some guys in los angeles i think there were no maybe it was berkeley that did a it's called the love lab and they did a test with couples that they could predict with incredible accuracy whether a couple would break up and the one thing that predicts whether a couple's going to break up is contempt. Yeah. You know when you see a couple and the guy's rolling his eyes at the girl and go, oh, sorry about her, or the girl's going, oh, he's so, oh he always talks about this, but rolling her eyes, contempt. Yeah. That predicts breakups better than anything else. Yeah. But I would wager, and I don't think they've done research on this, I think laughing together, laughing at the same things, that's a successful relationship. 100%. You can't get through life without the laughter. It's yeah. it's so necessary now more than ever. I mean, the bits of Australia got locked down for, what, 300 days? Yeah. I mean, yeah. wow. I thought well, I thought we had it hard in London. We didn't. No. You had it hard there. It's that thing you now, you you kind of realise life is short. We've got to get out there. We've got to get to shows. We We spend our lives, there's a weird thing going on. We've never been more connected, and yet we feel so kind of, Alienated, yeah, and yet going with a couple of friends to a show and feeling part of a gang, feeling part of a tribe, yeah, beautiful. It's a great feeling.
0: Shit, yeah. And now, especially if, like in Australia, people are sitting in theaters, shoulder to shoulder. You go, these three thousand people, just you know, coming out, and it's almost like they defiant, you know, like they go, we will not go yeah. back in. Um, Even some places, they really should.
1: It's it's interesting though. In a theatre now, the first couple of weeks, if someone coughed in the auditorium, they might as well have had a ticking rucksack for the reaction it got. It was like, Jesus. Yeah, I know. What's Typhoid Mary doing in? (laughs) And someone just going, no, no, I'm a smoker. Please, don't make me leave.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I know. But now it's like I, sort of you go and you go, who's had COVID? And some of them, you know, sort of wheeze and answer. Who hasn't had COVID? There's a lot of clapping and screaming. And then you kind of throw them with a blind one and you go, who's got it now? And there's always one or two that accidentally starts clapping or coughing. And you're like, <laughs> you fuckers, I knew you were in here.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's 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 always a few. It's a wonderful thing to make jokes about on stage because yeah. – It is the first time in humanity we've had a common experience where everyone's been affected by the same thing, which is kind of, it's it's interesting, right? We're we're cursed to live in interesting times. It's also, people got a bit dramatic, didn't they? They talked about it like, oh, like it was our war. All I get from that is our war stories are going to be the shittest of any generations. (laughs) What are we going to tell our grandchildren when they go, oh, granddad, what did you do during COVID-19? I watched Tiger King right through in a day.
0: (laughs) While sipping kombucha,
1: yeah, kombucha—it's fucking vinegar, and you know it's vinegar. Shut yeah. up.
0: Honestly, when people go, so I've got this um, sourdough starter and some kombucha snot. That do you want some? I'm like, no, I fucking don't. I just don't. I'm—I'm I'm not a pussy. I'll drink wine.
1: Yeah, I want some. I want some white bread and a Coca Cola. Fuck off.
0: <laughs> 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 Can I ask you, so you—you you play theatres, right? Yeah. When. You're one of the biggest comics. You should be playing arenas. Why, why do you pick theatres?
1: I prefer theatres. I like to know if someone shouts at the back of the room, I want to be able to hear them. Yeah. I want to be see them. I want to be able to join in and play with them. Yeah. That's the joy of it for me. If you love your job, why you want to get it done so quick? Yeah. I suppose I could come to Australia and do, I don't know what I'll do in Australia, 200,000 tickets. Yeah. I could do a football stadium four times and go home. Yeah. It's no fun. I want to be there for three months. I'm. I mean, I'm coming on tour. Yeah. I'm basically emigrating. I'm there for like four months. You'll never get rid of me. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's also I like traveling. I hate that thing where people go. Oh, I've toured Australia. You go. Oh, where'd you go? And they go Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah. Oh, both places. Well done. <laughs> There's more to it. Yeah. And it's also it's a it's a it's got a very different feel. I mean, yeah. Perth might as well be a different country. Yeah. It's got such a different feel. It's like, it's different it's different Canberra's different again the Gold Coast is another world it's, it's all good it's also it's the classic thing of like I'm doing the clever thing right Jan, Feb, March in Europe is cold, wet, windy and shit in Australia yeah. that time of year every day's a MILF yeah 44 and fucking hot <laughs> It's going to be great.
0: Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, I'm touring the UK in that time because I'm a fucking idiot.
1: I've heard that. People people did warn me.
0: And because none of you were there. So I'm like, oh, they all looking. All the UK comics are looking for warmer spots to tour. So I'll go over there then and see if I can rake in all that money if people want to come out while it's
1: piss cold. Are we doing a job swap? Yeah. You can stay at my place. I'll stay at yours. This would yeah, be perfect. I'll, I'll
0: leave some of the toys out. I won't even pack away the Lego so you can step on it.
1: Yeah, you'll be fine. You'd be absolutely fine.
0: Can I? So you're new, Dad. Have you um written a kids' book yet?
1: A, a children's book. I haven't even got any ideas. I guess I could try and I have an idea. Maybe everybody sharts. Yeah. There's everybody poops, but really, well, the kids know that. Yeah. But sometimes you're going to shart, and really, we should discuss that. Listen, we should be prepared for that. I
0: have a theory about that. I reckon every adult at some point in your life will shit your pants. You are going to do it, and if you haven't done it yet, it's coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's coming and it's not going to be, it's going to be a weird crab walk to the bathroom. Good luck with that. There's going to be some embarrassing moments in life. There should be a kid's book about that.
0: Yeah, I used to think, I hope if I have kids, they don't get bullied. But then once I had kids, I'm like, fuck, I hope they, they aren't the bullies.
1: I think you're maybe not giving bullying the importance it deserves. Bullying can be terrible, but also very valuable. Chris Rock has got an amazing routine about bullying where he talks about how, look, if the school says there's no bullying, then they're only doing half the job. Yeah. Because life outside of school is fucking hard and school is meant to prepare you for life. Yeah. I can yeah. really see an argument to say, uh, don't worry about it. People, like, people say shit, yeah, don't take it too seriously.
0: You know, when you have an argument and people will say afterwards, I wish I had said this or that. I don't get that because I can come back at them, you know, so I'm not stressed out about it.
1: Uh, what the, the French call it? The, the spirit de scalier. As you walk down the stairs, because the restaurants, it was like, oh, I thought of it as I was leaving. Yeah. I don't have that. I tend to say it in the moment. We have that in common. That can get you into all kinds of trouble. But listen, we've spun it into a career. Come on. Yeah. It's okay for people to say nasty things. It's okay for people not to like you. Yeah. That's a good lesson in life. You're not for everyone.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think I think there's a weird thing going on when you're a comedian where you, you really learn that lesson that, look, I think I'm funny. The people that buy tickets and come and see the shows think I'm funny, but a lot of people think I'm not funny, and they're right too. Yeah, it's a personal thing. Like it's your own taste. You know, let them do their thing. You yeah. do your thing.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Also, if people just own their shit, like if you have a tail, like if you go to school and you know for fucking sure you've got a tail, and you've got PT that that day, own it. Tell people I've got a tail. Look, it wags when I'm happy, and it you know, sort of tucks over my balls when I'm sad.
1: The term you're looking for there is penis. Oh! It's very juvenile to call it a tail, I would say. I think you probably, (laughs) there's some kind of arrested development going on. I
0: don't know, I'm so used to it being around my ass, I call it a (laughs) tail.
1: Well, there is that, yeah. It it looks as if it's hanging off the back of you, sure.
0: (laughs) Do you reckon if you ever get cancelled, like proper, like forever cancelled?
1: There's no such thing as forever cancelled.
0: Would you rather be cancelled for saying something racist or being... A mild sex pest.
1: Oh, if you could choose, that is a that is a great question. Um, choose your manner of death.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I think probably in the current climate, I think they're both pretty hard to come back from. Yeah. But I think saying something is always going to be easier to come back from than doing something. Always yeah. go with the saying something, yeah. and the doing something is much more difficult to um, to forgive. I mean, really. I'm not a religious man. I'm, I'm an atheist, quite a proud atheist. And I, I have to concede, religion is better than secular culture at forgiveness. It's the one thing, we're very good at tearing things down, tearing people down. I sort of view cancellation as the new burning books. Yeah. And I always think of like the people that burnt the Beatles records in the 60s. How dumb do those motherfuckers feel now?
0: Honestly, um, for the same token, if you are, say... Someone who votes for Trump, you're a fucking moron.
1: Someone made an interesting point about that the other day. I was listening to Sam Harris was talking about it. And this guy was talking about why people voted for Trump. And he made a really interesting point. He said, oh, people voted for Trump that didn't like Trump, didn't like what he stood for, didn't like who he was, but they they didn't like the political elites. And they thought of Trump as their murder weapon. I thought it was a really interesting way of phrasing it, like seeing, okay, not all of those people were mad, but some of them went... I hate the political elites and this guy's going to fuck everything up. Yeah. And they liked that. They liked that he was the murder weapon. We have to get outside our echo chambers. Trump is, I mean, fucking awful. But I like the idea of like trying to hear why that happened. Yeah. Trying to get out the echo chamber is a good thing sometimes.
0: Yeah, I guess like sometimes you have to break everything down to rebuild it. And fuck knows he did that.
1: I come back to there's a guy that wrote a book called Enlightenment Now, Stephen Pinker. It's a linguist, it's a very fancy kind of uh, academic. But he wrote this book, and his basic premise is the world is shit. Things are awful. They're just better than they've ever been before. Yeah. By any metric you care to choose, the world is in a better place now than it was 10 years ago. And it doesn't seem that way sometimes when you watch the news, but it's getting better. Yeah. Like you look at the terrible things that have happened with the environment, I mean, especially Australia the last couple of years, just awful. But people care more now and they're more in tune with it and they're trying to make a difference and they're trying to, you know, so I'm mean, going to always try and be as positive as I can. Maybe things are getting better. Maybe he's right.
0: All right. Let me let me ask you, what is something that shits you to absolute death about other people?
1: Oh, okay. I got something here. People that check out of hotels, Yeah. the fuck are they doing? Okay. You have to check into the hotel because you need to get the card key yeah. and then people are queuing up There's a queue of people trying to check in and they're queuing up, checking out.
2: Yeah.
1: Reading about what they bought from the minibar, just checking everything's okay with the bill. Just walk away. They've got your credit card. They know what's going on. They've done this before. Just leave. You're not saying goodbye to an old family friend. Just fucking leave, man. (laughs) Don't. Okay. If you're listening to this and you think, oh, I think I might be someone that checks out of hotels. Stop it. It's unnecessary. Just leave.
0: Yeah. And if I could just add to that, If you don't stay in hotels very often, yes, you can have the coffee and tea. It's free. If you're my mother-in-law, stop fucking ringing me to say, do you think I can use the little milks? Yes, use the little fucking milks. Wow. If they charge you for it, I will reimburse you for it.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: Now, I went for my mother's birthday. My sister and I took on this trip and we stayed in this very nice hotel. And as soon as my sister walked in, her and my mum were in the bathroom for a long time. And then they came out, and I go, what were you two doing in the bathroom? And they go, no, we were just discussing that if this was our hotel, we would not have made the towels white. We would have made the towels brown. And I said, I want you to know that if this was your hotel and the towels were brown, I would not the fuck stay in your (laughs)
1: hotel. (laughs) Wow. I mean, I think I know where their logic is going, but we would have made the towels brown is pretty close to – Uh, we we would not wash the towels every day. We would just let nature take its course. That is is a bad idea.
0: In case, you know, someone stains it. I'm like, I want to see the fucking stain and then I want you to throw the towel out. I don't want to wipe someone else's skid mark over my back.
1: I mean, between two consulting adults, I'm sure it's a thing for someone. Someone's Googling that now. Um, I feel like your mum and your sister may be the worst. Yeah. That's there. I said it. Yeah. There. Worse, We've, bond- yeah. We've bonded over our mutual disgust. Also, the fact that they were in the bathroom discussing hmm. brown towels. What was going on?
0: We're talking like five to seven minutes of discussing the towels. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, there's a lot. They they are the same people who talk to the customs officers when they come through customs and they tell them what their plans are. Like, these bitches aren't interested in your shit. Get your passport stamped. Let's go.
1: Although I quite like that show. They play that show here at an odd hour of the day where I often catch there's like a Border Force show yeah. based in Australia. Yeah. And I, I got to say, I kind of love it. I can't, Whenever I catch it, I always think, oh, what someone's tried to bring what in? I know. <laughs> it's like, it's always like someone trying to bring spices in from someone. Yeah. You go, spices look a lot like heroin when they're packed in a suitcase like that. Yes. And the disappointment on the guy's face yeah. when he, oh my God, it's like eight pounds of heroin. I'm going to get a... Pro- oh. You're coming to
0: Australia where you can get the best fish and meat in the fucking world. Why are you bringing food in? We've got that.
1: Yeah, that does seem... That's particularly crazy. Mm. But there's some crazy people out there. Your mum and sister, Exhibit A. And let's face it, you've not fallen far from the tree. No. You you know.
0: No, I mean, that gene pool is a shallow mess.
1: Yes. Yeah, (laughs) I imagine your family tree is a fucking broom handle. Look at you.
0: (laughs) Hey, thank you so much. And good luck with your tour.
1: We should send postcards to each other. You're coming here. I'm going there.
0: I'll go find out where to get a stamp, I guess.